0: And now here's Matt Mosley. Audience, oh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, joined right now by Dr. Mia Moody Ramirez, and uh, uh, it is it is really uh, uh, special to be uh, joined by her, the uh, professor and chair of journalism, public relations, and new media. Um, I. Dr. Uh, uh, Moody Ramirez, it seems like every time I look up, you have something added to your, your uh, job description. Is this some? Um, I hope you're being compensated for all these, these extra things. I mean, Dean of the Journalism School seems like enough to me, but there's a lot of things in that title I was noticing.
1: Yes, it, it definitely keeps me busy, but it's worthwhile, and I am compensated for it. <laughs> Thank you for having me on today.
0: It is great. I was loving reading about Juneteenth and your comments uh, on Juneteenth, a special holiday. And I tell you, some of us grew up in Texas public schools, did not know a lot about Juneteenth. I'm really hoping now more is told you know I even went to Galveston uh, recently about a year ago and that was a neat experience because I got to go uh, to kind of where this started and, and where Juneteenth comes from but isn't it amazing uh, that in that, your family taught you about Juneteenth early on but aren't you yeah. are you amazed at mm-hmm. how many of your students that it seems like almost like it just completely they've heard Juneteenth, over and over, yes. but no, but they don't always know exactly what it is. And I think the great thing is now it's finally a federal holiday. Maybe mm-hmm. finally more and more people are understanding what this is all about.
1: Yes, so I am amazed, and it's not just students, but even some of my um, colleagues and adult friends, uh, they were unaware of what Juneteenth was, the ones who moved to Texas from somewhere else. Um, You know, when they heard that we celebrated Juneteenth, many of them, you know, were unaware of it. They hadn't heard of it before, and they just wondered, um, you know, why it took an extra two years for uh, enslaved people to find out about their freedom in Texas. Uh, And so many of them kind of, you know, kind of made them think that uh, people in Texas were a little backwards or behind uh, because they didn't really know the true history. And then once they learned the true history, uh, then they began to appreciate holiday.
0: What did folks do when they found that out in, in 1865? Like, it, it had to be, it was like, oh, my gosh. And then to find out, by the way, hey, we should have known about this two years ago. There had to be uh, <laughs> some belief. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. There had to be a little anger um. Uh, and there and there should have been what was yeah. it when you when they what have you read about that like when the news was uh w- was heard and received I guess I've heard stories about people just immediately sort of walking off where they had been um yeah. you know and where they had been enslaved what how quickly and and I would think some were just so shocked you almost had to think through it it's like it's it's something they probably had always dreamed of and hoped for but but maybe weren't expecting to happen
1: yes so then they had to think about what's next because they still had to provide for their families and so they had to figure out you know what type of how they would have an income how they would make their money um you had to understand what exactly it meant to be free um and so Sharecropper, so they had a farm in Washington on the Brazos. My dad's side, uh, they—he's from Herm, Texas, um, and his father worked on the railroad, and um, his mother owned a diner. But it just you know, they had to just figure out, well, you know, what's next. And of course, they were the second generation after that, but they had to figure out, you know, what what should we do? How are we going to support our families? Um, and so it was on one hand, they were very excited about that freedom, but on the other hand, they had to figure out uh, you know what they were going to do now that they were free.
0: It's interesting that Waco has uh, one of the largest Juneteenth parades and and I, and I yeah. saw some of the pictures from that, and that looked really interesting. What is it you think about the Waco community that Juneteenth, maybe even earlier than some other communities in Texas, has really been celebrated and commemorated what, what what do you think it is about our our local community that has has embraced this and and uh, celebrated it while others are maybe a little slow to to recognize
1: well i think you you have um in waco you have some people who've been here for a long time uh in those smaller cities and smaller towns you know as i said uh, in that interview that you read we grew up uh celebrating it but you know, my mother is from Washington County, which is very small. My dad is from Hearn, which is very small. Um, so that might, and I know that they used to celebrate it in Mahia. Mahia used to be known um, for their Juneteenth celebrations. So it's these smaller towns that, and and now Waco is known for celebrating it. So it's the smaller towns that uh, where people may, you know, may not have as many transplants uh, versus Houston. Houston, Dallas, Austin, you have people who move in, and they may not have been aware that may be one reason i'm I'm really not sure, but uh, mm-hmm. that you have a point there. Uh, we do celebrate it in big fashion in Waco. Um, and I actually when I first I moved to Waco in nineteen ninety, and even back then, I was on uh, the Waco Juneteenth committee. Um, and back then we would have a pageant, um, we would have a block party. You know, so we've been celebrating Juneteenth in Waco in a big fashion for a long time. Um, And I guess it's something about the small town um, being able to and Waco is not really a small town, but it certainly is smaller than Houston, Dallas, Austin, those areas. Um, And so it has always been celebrated in Waco.
0: Now, is there any committee there at Baylor that you're not on, uh, Dr. Mia Moody-Ramirez?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm on a lot of committees, but I really enjoy uh, the ones that I'm on. I'm really, I really enjoy working on those committees. Well, um, and the Juneteenth committee, I'm actually on the Juneteenth. There's a celebration at the Baylor Club, um, and one of my friends, uh, Betty Beard, pulled me in and asked me to serve on that committee. Um, I did not get to attend any events this year because I've been under the weather dealing with dental surgery. Um, so I didn't get to attend any events, but my family actually came to our house and we celebrated. We had a, a family celebration here where we barbecued and oh, nice. we had all the fixings. Um, so I was thankful that I was able to, to do something with my family. My parents came and my um, brother, two, two brothers and their families came and we had a really good time and that's what it's really all about is getting together with family um, but then also having those community events as well
0: well you sound great to have had uh, dental surgery <laughs> i would be <laughs> oh, it's i would a be
1: long long <laughs> process <laughs> it's, it's, i've had implants so i don't know if you know anything about that it
0: oh, takes man. a long
1: time for your gums to heal so it's been a long process
0: Oh, but anyway,
1: I'm thankful yeah. to be getting over some
0: of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you uh, continue. What One of those committees you were on, you were on in those listening conversations and, and served on the committee that, that made some thoughts, of, you know, had some changes to the quadrangle. I believe it is called the quadrangle mm-hmm. now. We knew it as Burleson Quadrangle Burleson for all those years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and of course I went to Baylor, and so remember all the different things. And I, I think we are rethinking a lot of things in our country and at our universities. Mm-hmm. And we think mm-hmm. about names and everything. What was that? Uh, what was that process like? I mean, you were asked to serve on it. Uh, my old English professor, I think Greg Garrett, was on there. If yes. you ever run into yes. Dr. Garrett, mm-hmm. you can ask him He's about off. Mosley. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I don't know if I was one of his better students. I think I. <laughs> I think he might well, list me as one well, of his more, well, yeah. So <laughs> there was some entertainment. <laughs> well, I like I like Greg a lot, and some of the things he's yeah. done in Washington D.C. and he's spoken at my mm-hmm. church, and he is. Uh, but he, I, I don't recognize him now without the long hair. He has kind of a. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's he's more buttoned up now and well, has the I, short I actually haircut. I met
1: him via Zoom. You know, we did, I think we were on like two panels together maybe, but then uh-huh. I finally met him in person um, a few months ago, and that was wonderful. I met Greg and his wife, uh, but, you know, we've learned to communicate in different ways during the pandemic. It, that didn't stop us from holding our panels, and, and they are always about us some of the topics that we're discussing today related to gender, race and media. Um and yes, Greg is very knowledgeable in those areas. He's written a couple of books that are doing very well. Um and so it was it was nice to meet him in person.
0: Yeah. Well, I and was that process were those some tough conversations? I mean, obviously a lot of these statues and they mean different things to different people. Um, I, I'm sure you had to sort yeah. of dig into the history. What well, Take me through a little yeah. of that process, and, and, and who was kind of leading those discussions? I, I would imagine somebody was kind of moderating, or was that just an equal? It was it several members, everybody kind of no, brainstorming at first?
1: We Yes, we actually had three moderators. Um, we had three leaders, um, and they were very knowledgeable and skilled in, in leading our discussions. Uh, the discussions were very organized. We had meetings. We met every week, I think, um, and that met every week for several months, I think maybe uh, six months. Uh, so we we spent a lot of time thinking about uh, the process. It wasn't something that we just did willy-nilly, but we looked at uh, all of the representations that we have on campus, we looked at all of the statues uh we even looked at the mace. Uh, I know you probably have heard uh they changed the mace to a Bible. Uh that mace is seen at at every graduation.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: and so we 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 studied everything, every uh, everything that was related to the history of Baylor as it relates to uh the period of enslavement. Um and so much of what we did was we tried to add to what we already had versus taking away Uh, So one of the first things that we're doing is adding the two statues of the first two uh, black graduates of um, Baylor University. So that was one of the things the committee talked about is like, what can we do to add to what we already have? Uh, And then also some of the things that we have on campus, such as the Judge Baylor statue, uh, they're going to add signs that offer more details about the history of Judge Baylor uh, as it relates to the period of enslavement. Um, so we we were very intentional, very thoughtful. We put a lot of time and effort into the process. Um, and we were, you know, before each meeting, we were presented with information so that we could study all the different representations that we have on campus. Uh, so I think that the committee, you know, we all took it seriously. And I think we did a really good job uh, in putting our heads together in figuring out uh what would be best for Baylor uh now and uh for years to come because we realized that the decisions that we made as a committee they're going to have an impact on on Baylor uh for eternity. And so we took our our responsibilities very seriously uh in serving on that committee.
0: Dr. Mia Moody Ramirez joining the Matt Mosley show, uh the chair of the Journalism Department, New Media uh it does so much there at baylor also the 2021 cornelia marshall smith award winner which is an awesome yes, thing yes. and one one of <laughs> my you. uh yeah you bet one of my uh, buddies who teaches there in the communi- commu- communications uh school i'm having trouble communicating as we speak it's he okay. reminded me that um that Cornelia, I had, I did not remember this. Maybe because I didn't spend enough time in the library. But that when <laughs> I was at Baylor, Cornelia Marshall Smith was indeed still working at Armstrong Browning Library. So you know, sometimes we think of these names and think, okay, that was somebody back in the, you know, early two, uh, early nineteen hundreds or something. But uh, this is someone yes, who continued. <laughs> into the into 1990s 90s. she
1: was 90 plus years old and, and, and wow. still uh, doing things and and to me it was special because she was also the chair of a department you know and for uh, me to receive that award and I'm the chair of a department you know it was just that just made it even more special to me um, because I know during that period that was um, certainly not the norm and even now we don't at baylor we we do have more women of course the president of Baylor University is a woman mm-hmm. um but we are at Baylor they are working to have more women in those uh, those high profile positions um but that was just you know that was just icing on the cake uh the fact that she was also the chair of a department at Baylor
0: yeah well that's uh that was a very uh, uh that's a huge awards so congratulations and I think Thanks, to do that you you've got to be recognized by all your students and that kind of thing and and uh, yes, as a professor yes. so they must think highly of you sports wise oh,
1: well, um, <laughs> yeah
0: now from a sports standpoint journalism school now when I was at Baylor I went to end up going to law school I was a history major uh i journalism uh-huh. lloyd uh-huh. gould ran the journalism department what yeah. a character yeah. we just took it and, and yeah. he would talk about all the places he'd been all the, all the people he'd met um <laughs> it was it it was an interesting thing now but back then and i didn't take advantage of it like i should have frank fallon the legend was teaching mm-hmm. broadcasting what, what's going on in the journalism uh school sports wise right now if for people i i see some of your students uh I'll see Bruce, and then see, uh, one yes. of your your teachers, mm-hmm. and then I'll see um, Michael, one of your young students, showing up at a lot of the games and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and covering things. So it's fun to see that. But what all, what all can students that maybe want to be involved in a sports career? Because um, oh, well, these, these days I don't know whether to encourage them or talk them out of it, quite honestly.
1: Well, no, <laughs> I think you should encourage them. We are, we're actually, um, thanks to Bruce, uh, Bruce Geekson, who you just mentioned, we're actually launching a broadcast sequence in the fall, um, and so many of the prospective students who come to campus uh, to talk with us and and uh, who are interested in majoring in journalism, public relations, and new media, many of them tell us, "Well, I'd like to go into broadcast journalism." Um, and so we haven't had a concentration previously. However, they have been able to get intern get internships in Waco. Uh, And then Bruce started Lariat TV a few years ago. So they've been able to work um, on the Lariat TV staff. So we have been able to offer them opportunities uh, to get experience in broadcast journalism, but we didn't have that concentration. So we are launching that in the fall. um, And many of those students will, those are the ones that you'll see out covering uh, football games, basketball games. They'll be the ones interested in sports journalism. Um, But I would say a large portion of those students are actually interested in uh, covering sports. Um, And so that is interesting that you asked that question. We also have opportunities in uh, public relations. Some of them go into PR uh, for teams, different teams, or for universities. I don't know if you remember, uh, if you know Maxie Parrish. He just retired this year. But that's actually how he got his start uh, in PR uh, in sports. At Baylor, so there are many opportunities out there. So don't tell them um, that they shouldn't major in journalism, public okay. relations, and new media. Send them our way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are plenty of opportunities out there, and we're oh. actually—we're um, our placement rates have increased. Uh, we're almost at a hundred percent. And Cassie Burleson, she's one of she's our professor who works with internships uh, and helps with those placements after they graduate. We also work with the Career Center. Um, a couple of individuals there help us place our students. Amy Rylander uh, is who I work with closely, and we have a new person. Uh, her name is Leah, um, and we work very closely with them to help our students get jobs after they graduate. Um, and, in fact, we sponsor something almost weekly that's called Cafe Castellaw. Um, and we encourage students to drop by they can not only do they get refreshments uh, but we also talk to them about uh, their resumes, about their elevator speeches um, and the goal is of course to make sure that they have jobs once they graduate
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to stop by there. I don't think I've updated yeah. the resume in about 15 years, so that would be some, well, I, I need to by. kind of touch that thing up. we love so. to
1: have you. Matter of fact, you might even want to host one of the Cafe Castelol. <laughs> That'll be a good way. We we have, we have invite other, you know, different groups to host, so sometimes we'll have a group host Cafe Castelol, like if they want to get the word out about whatever they're doing. Uh, We hosted one to – we relaunched the American Studies program uh, last spring, and so we held a Cafe Castellal to talk about that. And also Mm -hmm. we've launched an online um, master's degree, Um, so we hosted one specifically to talk about that online master's degree as well. So anytime, if there's a special topic uh, Mm – And just pitch the idea to us, and, and, you know, that is a good opportunity because we know we're going to have an audience, Uh, so it is a good opportunity to host, uh, when we're hosting Cafe Castellaw anyway, uh, just to attach something to it, attach an event to it, uh, because we know we're going to have students stop by and ask questions.
0: Well, listen. It was uh, fun to get to visit with you, and uh, we've known each other for a little bit now. And ask Uh uh, Greg Garrett if you if you next time you talk to him, uh, ask him about the report I did on all the pretty horses. (laughs) Uh, The person giving, yeah, yeah, it was. It's still being talked about. I may or may not have read the book. But but was able to give quite a report on it. So okay, uh, well, Cormac McCarthy's that's famous. That uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> right.
1: sometimes is not the process, but it's the final product. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. He still brings that up. But, uh, but anyway, well, listen. Great to visit with you on a really special day, and and a lot of folks have worked well, hard to make this me. happen. Oh yeah, yeah. I even think yes, about our uh, our Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, uh, uh opal lee uh i mean yes. that, that is just uh-huh. amazing mm-hmm. you know the the that work she's amazing. done yeah to yes, uh to, to do this
1: what is she the grandmother of of um Juneteenth.
0: correct i think yes. that's what
1: they call her yeah the grandmother and she walked um many many miles to kind of garner attention for the the day for Juneteenth. uh she was able to get a lot of media attention she started her walk in fort worth i think and I'm not sure where she ended. I don't know if she uh I don't know how far, but I know that she walked really far and she was able to get a lot of media attention uh for doing that. So that's yeah. wonderful to have people who are so committed.
0: Yeah, I would I would I would say so. Well we will uh we will talk to you soon. I really appreciate you being on with us.
1: Okay. Well thank you and you have a blessed day.
0: Okay, you do the same. Doctor Mia Moody Ramirez, the uh the chair of journalism, public relations, and um, new media. So good to visit with her. Okay.